Welcome to the Wealthy Circle Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into this year's finalists and winners from our wealthmanagement.com 2020 Industry Awards. These interviews cover the challenges, innovations, and trends in the wealth management industry and the individuals working to help advisors better help their clients. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm David Armstrong. I'm the editor-in-chief of wealthmanagement.com, and this is the Wealthies Podcast. This is where we speak to finalists and winners of our Wealthy Awards, the Wealth Management Industry Awards for 2020. Uh, right now, I've got on the phone Gary Basso, uh, the head of distribution and institutional sales at Goldman Sachs Private Bank Select. Gary, thanks for joining us. Hey, David. Thanks so much. Appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Sure. Now, you guys, uh, private, Goldman Sachs Private Bank Select, actually uh, won in the disruptors category, the industry disruptors category for the select line of credit, Goldman Sachs Private Bank Select line of credit. Securities-based lending. Let us know, first of all, what's so disruptive about securities-based lending, the way you guys approach it, uh, and what problem financial advisors were having that you wanted to solve with this initiative. Yeah, so really appreciate you know, the opportunity to participate in the call and, and the award process. I think we were particularly pleased with the category as industry disruptor. You know, I think from my perspective and the firm's perspective, it helped validate the significant investment that Goldman Sachs has made in products and services supporting client liquidity delivered through this advisor-centric model and in support of the independent advisor. And you know, when we make investments like this in the marketplace and products and services, certainly challenges other market participants to invest and, and up their games as well. So ultimately, clients win. That said, we don't believe that there's anything comparable to GS Select in the market as in terms of an end-to-end -end digital experience in delivering credit products. So we're very proud of what we've been able to accomplish um, in, a, in a relatively short time. David, in terms of the, you know, the problem solved, yeah, I guess there's two sort of primary objectives that we were trying to solve for the independent advisor. First, for advisors that are considering a move to independence, that typically means that in a wirehouse environment, they're going to have assets that are tied to loans. And generally, that means about 10 to 15 percent of their AUM might have a loan linked to it. In many cases, they're their larger and more productive relationships. And that has to be reconciled with a move to independence. And that's where I'm happy to introduce the concept of Goldman Sachs transitions, GS Select transitions uh, for short, where our team led by Debbie White, a longtime industry veteran, and her team brings forth sort of the expertise in moving these lines of credit and the assets that are securing them with a degree of velocity uh, and helping to remove the anxiety for the advisor in terms of the time it takes to move assets that are tied to loans. We have a very tight process in moving the assets in moving the loans. And when we focus on the loans that are tied to those assets, it allows the financial advisor and their team to focus on the other sort of 90 or 85% of their book that isn't tied to loans, right? And in doing so, the way our sort of high-tech, high-touch process works, we're providing transparency 
through the desktop to the advisor so that they can see all the loans in process and the velocity in, in which they're moving uh, from one institution to the other, along with the associated assets. So GS Select transitions a dedicated team to helping advisors um, make that move to independence. I was just going to take a step back and say, you know, the, let's spell out why this is, is so disruptive. You know, it's almost, there's a home for almost every advisor out there in the independent space for almost all of the businesses that they choose to do to replicate what goes on, what they had in the, in the wirehouse environment, minus one, right? And that is providing loans to their clients based on the securities in the portfolio, securities-based lending. That might be uh, an element of a practice that keeps an advisor locked into that wirehouse environment, right? Because they can't find the appropriate solution outside of the wirehouse. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely, right? And it's sort of that fact versus myth scenario that in making a move, you might not be able to find access to the same products and services that you have in that proprietary wirehouse setting. Here, in this case, right, bringing Goldman Sachs to the table and the products and services that we've developed with this digital view um, and the transparency that advisors have at the desktop has sort of changed the game in terms of what is available to that advisor as they make a shift to independence. You know, and the uh, clearly the need for this is obvious, right? Business owners, people who you know trust uh, situations. Uh, there is a need for liquidity at the client level, and bringing the solution to them is a through the independent channel can can really grow an independent advisor's business. And you've seen some of this, right? I mean, you you have seen advisors uh, in the independent space grow their business simply because they have the ability to bring this line of credit to their clients, correct? Yeah, absolutely, right. I think that's maybe the second problem solved. I think what we've seen uh, in terms of industry research supports the fact that advisors that use these types of liquidity solutions have more significant growth in their book of business um, and higher returns over time, right? Using credit judiciously can definitely help reduce attrition in a book, which is critical to advisors while adding tremendous value to clients when you compare the interest carry on a loan to things like the transaction costs that might be involved with liquidating assets to meet some liquidity need, what the associated tax implications might be, and or the market opportunity costs of being out of the market for a period of time. When you sort of add up all those costs relative to the cost to carry of a loan in this unprecedented low rate environment, it generally or may be more cost beneficial to borrow than to liquidate assets, therefore sort of maintaining assets under management and not disrupting a client's investment strategy, right? So, you know, in terms of the disruption, we built this digital tool set that has made the process of putting these loans in place very transparent and very client user friendly and solved two problems uh, in a really significant way. The shift to independence by advisors that are using these tools today from a wirehouse and also supporting the growth of a book over time by reducing attrition and reducing that sort of disruption of investment strategy and associated costs for end user clients over time. Yeah, and part of this is also the uh, the, the the client portal, right? That that 
accompanies this thing. Striving to make things very uh, clear and transparent for the end client. That's obviously important for the independent advisor. On the advisor side, kind of doing a lot of these calculations, like you say, you know, the cost of carry versus liquidating a portfolio, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, your, your digital, speak a little bit about the digital environment that you've built around this thing and how that uh, kind of helps uh, grease the process in a way. Yeah, so appreciate the question. I think, you know, that's where, again, the disruption comes into play. I think when we when we began to whiteboard this and, and sort of build out the program within the firm, clearly one of the fundamentals that we concluded on was to separate ourselves from industry participants. We had to build a digital model and create just an exemplary end user client experience. In conjunction with that, we wanted the program to be very transparent to financial advisors to differentiate from referral models where advisors were turning their clients over to another institution, but rather not disintermediate the advisor by giving them the tools that they need and the information they need through a web-based application at the desktop, right? And so by developing these tools, putting them at the desktop, we made it very simple, um, not only for advisors to answer questions, but also to know where things stand at the desktop in terms of the origination process. So they're not dependent on 800 numbers and calling into institutions for periodic updates. And then also from a portfolio management perspective, understanding what activity their clients might have in using the GS Select line of credit. In terms of the client experience, digital, paperless to the extent it can be and working with various custodial partners. We don't require or rely on financial disclosures from clients other than what we are able to digitize um, in order to get through the credit process. And so it's a very quick and seamless process for clients to get access to liquidity quickly. So you know, that sort of relates to uh, a part of the disruption. A lot of investment went into being able to deliver this quick and easy origination process, easy access for clients to get access to their loan through the desktop or mobile-enabled technology once the loan is booked, and the transparency that we're providing to advisors at the desktop to help service their client relationships once these loans were put into place. I think in some of the uh, supporting material that uh, the judges looked at, there was a case of a, a client closing a loan in 35 minutes, start to stop, and for a next day liquidity need. Yeah, you know, I think some so, folks cringe when we say that, right? But we, you know, with some coordination up front with the advisor and with the custodian and establishing accounts and putting some things in place, in terms of issuing an application, having the client complete the application, have it come back to us for our digital underwriting for KYC, regulatory checks and credit checks, issuing loan documents and having loan documents executed, sent back to us electronically and funds available for disbursement. You're right, our best to date is 35, is 35 minutes. Typically I would say a three to five day process based on certain dependencies that we have with clients responding to 
the application and loan document process, which is all electronic. But in those cases, when there's an urgent need, if we can get parties to coordinate and cooperate, we don't think that there's any other sort of player in this space that can execute at the velocity in which we're able to deliver credit. Speak to me a little bit about uh, uh, how maybe financial advisors could use this platform for their own liquidity needs, if possible. I know we spoke about this a little bit, not necessarily designed for financial advisors, but financial advisors also have liquidity needs that sometimes aren't uh, backed up by hard assets or collateral. Have you seen this platform used by advisors for their own kind of business growth? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, right? Advisors have needs too. We have, we do have advisors that take these loans out for their own purposes. A couple of use cases are perfectly consistent with how their clients might use them. It could be for lifestyle purchases, boats, RVs, and other sort of recreational tools, vacation homes, or improvements to uh, a primary residence as a few types of uh, examples. Weddings, tuition, and things of that nature are not out of scope. One of the things or trends that we're seeing a little bit more of as of late is for certain M&A opportunities, right? There are advisors that are looking to maybe sunset their career in a book of business and those that are trying to grow their business where access to some quick liquidity in order to put a, a, an M&A transaction together with some degree of velocity and getting access to capital quickly is, is sort of another use case that we see creeping up in terms of the use of these facilities on behalf of, of financial advisors. You haven't necessarily marketed it in that way to advisors yet, right? I mean, is there some plans or something on the drawing board to kind of maybe more formalize a, an offering in the independent advisory space for those specific uh, cases? Yeah, I think as we see more of it, there's no reason why we shouldn't use it as a direct case for financial advisors to be putting these facilities in place, right? We are seeing a significant uptake in advisors putting these in place for their clients, not only at the time the liquidity is needed, but also ahead of time to meet some future need that's either known or or not known, right? And so you're better to have these facilities in place where there's no cost or obligation to put the credit in place and have it available for draw um, when and if needed. And so we are seeing more and more advisors doing that. And if the use case is for this type of M&A activity, we're definitely putting it out there now as a typical, a more typical use case than what we have uh, before. Yeah, David, as you know, I think these facilities can be used for any general liquidity need, except for one, they can't be used for the purchase of margin stock um, or leveraging right. a portfolio, right, um, which is a typical Reg T margin type loan. But M&A, I think, especially hopefully coming out of the operating environment that we'll see, M&A will continue to pick up. Both, you know, at the at the lower end and in larger and larger types of facilities, and so the use of these facilities for quick access to liquidity and opportunistically grow your practice, I think, is a use case that we'll see much more of. Tell me a little bit more about then what you guys have sort of on the drawing board in the future for 
Goldman Sachs and digital banking. You know, we've heard a lot about Goldman Sachs as a, as a broader institution moving into kind of a mass affluent, maybe it's the wrong word, but mass affluent, uh, high net worth advisory solutions, banking solutions. Tell me a little bit more about what you guys have on the drawing board or where you see the future going for uh, uh, Goldman Sachs private bank. Yeah, I appreciate the question, right? And the front end, it was this investment in in GS Select, the disruptor, trying to make access to liquidity uh, for clients and, and advisors making a move to independence. Very simple, right? What happened there is GS Select and securities-based loans, because we're a single product provider at the moment, kind of became a little bit synonymous, but, but that really isn't the intent. The intent over time is to develop a digital private bank offering supporting the client of the independent advisor and being the dominant player in this space with state-of-the-art tools um, that are currently in development, right? And I guess the way I look at this, David, is sort of a, a left pocket and right pocket strategy in terms of the product set. And, and one side, you've got your sort of cash and liquidity, right? So payments or a digital checking account offering is something that could be a part of our digital private bank strategy in the future. Access to high-yielding cash products and savings products, um, including CDs. So different types of products to enhance yield on that liquid cash as well as the ability to have a digital payments type of account. On the other side, you've got your credit products, right? We already offer GS Select securities-based loans as a secured credit product, but we could also complement that with sort of more of an unsecured credit product, more like what you would see from traditional Main Street banks, like personal loans that would go up to a much lower threshold in terms of total dollar size, but where we're underwriting the credit worthiness of individuals to provide some form of liquidity need. And then the other side of that is a card product. So managing liquidity sort of both sides, here's your cash products, um, and here are your credit products, where advisors would be the, the sort of the, the central component of delivering these products. Uh, they'd have visibility and transparency on how their clients are using these different types of tools, hopefully to identify more wealth management opportunities as a part of these liquidity strategies, but also helping to sort of draw cash into what they see in terms of the management process and the planning process with more visibility into the client relationship. Um, so sort of a lot of the different things that are on the product roadmap as we continue to make investments in Goldman Sachs Private Bank Select, uh, supporting the independent advisor. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And, and that's the one thing that uh, has been missing, right? I mean, we speak a lot on this side of the sense of the kind of the competition between the RA space and the banks, right? You know, and as the banks kind of dig deeper into wealth management, financial planning, advisors don't yet really have, the independent advisors don't really really have the tools to kind of dig deeper into the, the banking side of the equation. So there's this kind of competition between these two silos. And it seems to me that arming the independent advisor with some of the, the banking products or some of the opportunities that private banks uh, can afford their clients 
is a is a smart move. Is that and is that something that comes from on high Goldman Sachs a desire to or a, a seeing a strategy of building these kind of things around the independent advisor as opposed to just enhancing the Goldman Sachs wealth managers with more tools and bells and whistles, but to uh, to go ahead and uh, kind of in a way kind of arm the competition, right? I mean, is there some kind of feeling in there that uh, from a strategy point of view that this is the way to go, or how do you view the competition landscape between banks and advisors out there, independent advisors? Yeah, look, I think it's a really good point, and and we see it as an opportunity, right, where we can sort of help advisors identify opportunities where that main street cash resides and have some of that migrate to what, you know, is more considered the wealth management or Wall Street side of the street, right? But giving the advisor the ability to distribute some of that product, but as importantly, giving them the opportunity to see all of that information can certainly be powerful in identifying opportunities but also helping to manage the client relationship as well as the planning process, right? And understanding what the client cash flow picture looks like and what their liquidity needs are. Goldman Sachs, right, has made a significant investment in consumer banking initiatives under our brand Marcus and significant investment will continue in that path. Our objective, our objective here is to try to leverage some of those tools being developed in a direct-to-consumer model and have them delivered through an advisor-centric model through Goldman Sachs Private Bank Select. Yeah, makes total sense. Uh, Gary, this has been great. I think this is a great uh, overview of what you guys are doing, and it sounds like there's a whole lot more to come. So uh, we're definitely keen to keep our eyes open for it, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you at the wealthies next year and the years to come with uh, more of these rollouts and more of these initiatives as we roll them out. Well, we really appreciate working with all of you and making um, our jobs easier by putting this information out in front of the independent advisor and the intermediary firms that are our clients and prospects. So so thank you very much for uh, for your helping doing that. Okay, thank you. Gary Basso, thanks very much. Uh, this is David Armstrong, The Wealthiest Podcast, and thanks everyone for listening. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.